All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's about seven o'clock on Thursday evening, and we have a very special podcast to bring you. We've got some super exciting stuff to talk about here on Around the Greens with AB and Crashy. We're uh, going to talk about Rory's new bodybuilding craze and how Brandel Chambly uh, had a little bit to say to him. Uh, then we're going to have our special guest, Miles Deeth, share uh, a lot of insight that he's got for us, and then wrap it up with some predictions for this weekend at the Northern Trust Open. All right, let's get it going. So how are you doing on this fine day, Mr. Crassaway? Well, I'm doing excellent. Um, kind of just stewing over some comments made by Brandel Chamblee the other day. Uh, Rory posted a video on some social media, I don't know, um, squatting. Squatting some weight. A lot of weight. I don't know. People that were saying they're weightlifters say, oh, that's not a lot of weight if you know weightlifting. But that's I, I'm not a weightlifter. I've never touched a weight in my life. Um, but my point is, is Brandel says that Rory need not lift weights. It's going to ruin his game and so forth and so on. So, so what do you think about that? Well, I... I kind of agree with Brandel's comments. Um, you know, as a as a golfer, I think you need more flexibility and you obviously need some strength too. I mean, you can see how Tiger Woods really changed it in a way, but you can do without all the weights and, you know, do free weight exercises and stuff. There's other stuff out there. I uh, respectfully disagree on a very deep level. Yeah. Uh, I trust Rory. I trust most of the guys on tour that they're going to be working with someone, uh, some strength coach that knows what they're doing. That's not going to damage their game. Uh, where some may focus on some bigger muscles like Rory with the squatting and maybe less flexibility. I'm sure he's also working on the flexibility. So it just, you still have to strike a balance. Like I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. I was never saying that he wasn't working on his flexibility though. You were just saying he was working too much on his strength? Yes, more or less. Okay, well, I don't think that he can work too much on his strength. I think So that you'd he... rather have Hulk Hogan out there swinging a golf club than uh, Slimbo, Limbo, Joe across the street. Who would you take? Would I rather have some just finely tuned elastic band out there whipping the club around his body? Yes. But that's not to say I don't want some finely tuned machine like a Hulk Hogan-esque guy. As long as he's still able to turn his shoulders, he can probably blast the ball out there, especially if he's got Rory McIlroy's touch. Yeah, I mean, that's in an ideal world, but I don't know if, if that's possible. Are you worried about injuries with a bigger guy? Probably. I guess we saw that with Tiger. I mean... That didn't yeah. help his knees. Can't can't walk right now. I guess what it really comes down to for me is almost anything that comes out of Brandel's mouth, I really at a core level I have to disagree with. Uh, I don't know necessarily what that is. So at this point you happen to be on Brandel's side and I just can't take that side. That'd be a good uh good topic for one of our uh, upcoming shows, discuss the personalities that call the call the game we love yeah we'll talk about maybe our top three favorites and top three least favorites and see if there's any common ground with that before we get into this miles deeth 
interview. Uh, we are brought to you this week by Good Music, the Good Music label. Uh, Kanye West just came out with a new album, Life of Pablo. You can get that on Tidal. You can download that app on the App Store. Uh, again, we're brought to you by Good Music. Uh, go out there and listen to the album. I heard it. It's uh, pretty innovative. Kanye has some interesting lines, to say the least. Kanye, love you. Uh, thanks again for sponsoring the podcast. So go out there, listen to Life of Pablo on Tidal Music App. All right, so the time has finally arrived, and we finally have the prolific scoring um, left-hander, Miles Deeth, with us. How are you doing, Miles? I'm doing good, Andrew. Good to be on the show. I'm a big fan. Thank you. We appreciate that. Glad to have you on. So you got a big event coming up this weekend down in New Orleans. It's Nickel State Invitational. Could you uh, tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's our first tournament of the spring. Uh, we bring six guys. So we got five playing, one individual. Uh, we actually took tied for first last year. A um, couple guys struggled down the stretch, actually. We had to take a double bogey and a triple bogey in our last hole, and we had to count those. So that's kind of what uh, lost us the outright win, so we're going to try to improve on that and you know take it by five or six this year. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good uh, chance for us to get down, um, play down south uh, against some southern teams, some of the mid-majors down there, I think, like, University of New Orleans, uh, obviously Nickel State, um, and then just some of the smaller southern teams to kind of match up against them, uh, us winter birds, and, and see how we can do. Yeah, how are uh, how are the uh, players on the on the Coyotes roster? We're doing good. Uh, we actually have an injury right now. Uh, our top player, Jordan Rickle, uh, had an excellent fall. Um, I'm sure it's all over the media, but... Uh, he had uh, one term where he shot 14 under par, won by a couple strokes. Um, so uh, he's got an injured wrist right now. Um, so uh, kind of hurts to have him out. Hopefully get him back in a few weeks. But um, got a really deep roster this year. So we got about seven guys that can go out there and, and shoot close to even par for, for a three-round tournament. And uh, we can put up some, some close to even pars as a team and uh, hopefully compete well against those Southern teams. That's exciting. Now, uh, the press has gotten it a lot, but Jack Holmgren has recently transferred uh, from the University of Iowa, a uh, big six foot four right-hander out of Wyzetta. Uh, is he going to be eligible to play this spring, or is he is he going to be sitting out? Yeah, he is eligible. He's actually scheduled to go to this tournament. Um, really exciting uh, to actually reconnect. Uh, we, we, me and Andrew, uh, obviously. Uh, me and he played together at Wazetta, and we played with Jack, and so it's great to have him down, um, making the transition from kind of a big school to a smaller Division One school. So I think it'll fit in nicely, and I'll get a little bit more chances to play and hopefully build on this game. Now, how's your game feeling going into this event? It's good. Obviously, it's it's tough with the winter, hitting into a net uh, over and over and not really getting to see the ball fight. Uh, yeah. We actually just got outside today. So we were um, trying to find some patches of grass out there. Um, so I was hitting some drives and some uh, approach shots into some greens and really liking the way I'm hitting the ball, uh, working on a few things this winter. Um, so I think it will just come down to the short game, really, if I can uh, keep that sharp. Um, but uh, that being said, I need to mention that uh, the Coyotes got uh, 
an indoor room uh, this this winter, which was huge for us. So we have artificial turf. Um, it's uh, actually in a racquetball court. Okay. Um, so uh, we can chip and putt in there. So that's been huge for us. I think that'll really pay dividends when we start getting outside in these tournaments that were uh, sharp on the greens. Now, looking a little bit farther down the road uh, with the Summit League Championship this spring, uh, how does your squad stack up uh, to the rest of the league? Um, well, we're defending champs, um, but the Summit League preview came out, and we actually were not mentioned in that. That's um, hard to so believe. We're one of those teams with a chip on our shoulder, you know. Um, we think that we're as capable as any other team. Uh, obviously, South Dakota State is a very, very strong team this year. They've been playing in uh, bigger tournaments, going to um, some uh, – their new coach has some connections with some bigger schools. Um, so they're playing some big tournaments, getting uh, pretty high in the rankings um, for nationwide. But I think we have just as good a chance as anyone, especially if we click at the right time like we did last year. Right, and I've seen you play very well uh, down at that golf course. Is that course in Texas, or where do you play? So, yeah, uh, that that was our freshman. My freshman and sophomore year was at the same course in Fort Worth, um, and then it moved uh, last year out to a course in California, and then this year it'll be in Sand Creek Station, Kansas. Um, so that's going to be a little nicer to have kind of that Midwest feel. Um, it's kind of nuts for us to have being a Midwest, the Summer League's a Midwest Conference, to go all the way out. California for the conference tournament didn't make a whole lot of sense, so um, it's going to be nice to have it kind of in this Midwest area. You'd rather play in conditions uh, that are going to be similar to what you're seeing all year rather than just going out and playing in perfect weather, however it is on the West Coast. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and the different types of grass out there, we're a little bit more familiar with that. Um, I thought that's a huge factor, but it does play a role, and just a little bit closer to home get some uh, parents down um, driving within driving distance, stuff like that. So that'll be nice. So if you guys uh, are unfortunate enough to not win the uh, Summit League this this spring, well, what do you think the chances are of you guys getting to the uh, to the national tournament? Um, the way the way we are, the position a school like uh, South Dakota is uh, being in the Summit League, uh, the only way to regionals is to win the Summit League tournament, most likely. Um, you really have to go out there and play in big tournaments and uh, basically win them earlier in the year to get your ranking. Um, I think I think you need a ranking of, I think, top 90 teams to be considered as an at-large bid for your region. Okay. Um, okay. So basically it's win or go home for us. Okay, yeah, that clarifies things a little more, definitely. Yeah. Great. Well, so we've got a little South Dakota preview now. Do you feel comfortable if we uh, bounce into a little speed round and get some of that great uh, insight on the uh, on the PGA Tour from you? I'm always comfortable and up for a lightning round. I'm glad you asked. Great. Let's start off with uh, who's your least favorite player on the on the tour. Um. You know, I've been telling my buddies it's been Jordan Spieth. Uh, his playing and playing in Singapore really, really didn't made me not like him anymore. Really? What? What? Why didn't you like that he played in Singapore? I really, I really thought he should have played at the Farmers Insurance Open. I was really missing him there, and you know that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way as an American. That he would take the 
the uh, over the, one million dollar you know, guaranteed fee. I think I think he has enough money as it is. I think he should, you know, uh, show up to a course like Tory Pines that could um, in the future host a U.S. Open. But we're also talking about a guy who played in the John Deere Classic and still supports that. It's a good point, Crash. Uh, you know what? I, 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 might, I may have to reconsider uh, uh, down the road. But right now, fresh in my mind, it's, it's Jordan Spieth. Yeah, you got that fresh scar. All right. So living living uh, people doesn't have to be golfers. What's your golf dream foursome and at what golf course? Living people, not dead people? Yes, correct. You cannot pick dead people for this one. Okay. Uh, probably Jerry Seinfeld, uh, for sure. Um, Tiger Woods, for sure. Um, probably uh, George W. Bush. I feel like that guy has a great time on the golf course. Yeah, and you could... the golf. Uh, yes, what course, too? Yep, and what course? Um, probably Augusta. I mean, you got to go there, right? Right, and you'd for sure take uh, Jerry Seinfeld over Larry David. Yeah, big big Jerry guy. I mean, Larry's amazing, but uh, I like Jerry's jokes a little bit better. Yeah, I could see you guys really gelling out on the golf course too. <laughs> All right, so give me the worst golf shot you've ever hit in a in a tournament round. Um, a couple years back, I was playing in our uh, pro am tournament that we had in the summer at our home course, and I. Stopped the driver, um, half topped it. It sculled about forty yards. I ended up hitting a three wood um, onto the green and made par. So, pretty short par four. That's a hell of a par. <laughs> uh, okay, so when so you play left handed and notoriously putt right handed. When and how did that start? I'm glad you brought that up. It's a unique thing about me. I like to I like to get on the first tee sometimes and go. Uh, you know what, I'm going to give you guys a important chance. I'm going to putt right-handed today and get a little strange looks and play with <laughs> college golfers. Um, but no, I switched uh, when I was about 9 or 10 years old. Uh, I started golfing when I was 2, so by the time I was 9 or 10, I was pretty competitive at it. And, I, you know, I wasn't wasn't putting well, so I had something that had to change. So I flipped over to the right side. It took me about 6 months to get used to it, but... I've never looked back. Never went back to lefty. It's been enough to kick my ass, so I'm not against it. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier you're making a few uh, changes this winter. I was just, i just curious if you would, you know, consider yourself more of a field player. Like if you, uh, you know, feel where you want the club to be, opposed to, uh, you know, taking a bunch of video and you know going frame by frame and you know really getting into it. Yeah. Um... I would consider myself more of a field player. I've never really worked exclusively with a coach on a regular basis, taking a lesson here and there. But um, I like to teach myself the swing. Um, I do use video in the dome. Uh, the only thing I'll say about that is um, when I'm using video, I usually only look at one thing. So I don't like to look at um, all these different positions the club's in. Uh, like, for example, this winter I was working on my back leg not straightening too much when I was turning back. So when I took video, the only thing I would look at is my back knee, just making sure that's still bent. So I like to like to keep it simple in that regard. And that one thing will change if you're depending on what you're working on, is that right? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I feel comfortable with that knee being bent, then I'll move on to something um like this position at the top, although right. um I try to stay away from some position at the top as much as I can. Um 
I'm more really kind of, you know, if something's going wrong, it's usually your grip setup or your weight transfer or something, something big and simple like that. Um, I think as, as a division one golfer and as, I mean, you guys probably know the same thing as division three golfers. I mean, you guys are just as good as us. Um, just with, with, uh, you know, you can fix everything with, with setup pretty much. Right. Hogan's five keys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, here, I just got a couple more questions for you and then we can wrap this up. Uh, who, who's your champ? Uh, who's your master's champ for the first week in April? Masters champ. Um, I think Dustin finally breaks through. Wow. Um, okay. I like that. I, I like. I, I've been liking him so far this season. He looks like he, he's. You know. I think he's three or four under at Riviera right now. If I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, I like his chances. He can. He can definitely uh, draw the ball. And that's that's key at Augusta. So I like his chances. Great. Uh, so before we let you go, is there any? Uh... Any shout-outs or sponsorships you want to get out there and get on the pod? Um, give a couple shout-outs uh, to my teammates. There's obviously Jordan Rickle, uh, Grant Campbell, Cole Peterson, Matt Swanson, Cody Seal, Andy Brown, and Noah Luberdeen, and Jack Holmgren. I forgot the transfer. <laughs> um, but uh, love these guys and uh, love what you guys do. Thanks for having me on. Um, one more shout out to my coach Nick Hobden. I'll probably show this to him. So, show this appearance to him. We get uh, any he gets excited about any promotion of the Yotes. So, um, I guess that's it. Great. Well, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you soon. We'll have you on again. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Miles Deeth for being on the podcast. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, we just want to give some predictions for the Northern Trust Open this weekend. Uh, who maybe uh a top dog is that we think is going to win and then also an underdog since our last picks of Steve Stricker and VJ Singh were uh, not even close to making the cut. Uh, Crash, who's your favorite and who's your dark horse? Well, my favorite this week is uh, Charles Schwartzel, actually. Um, Okay. So that might be a little surprising still to some, but Charles won last week uh, in South Africa where he's from, the Shawane Open. Uh, played really well the final two days. I don't know how many under par he shot. It was quite a few, though. And uh, another South African that I like for my dark horse here is Retief Goosen. And you need to look no farther than the first three rounds that he played here last year. I'm not going to, um, you know, for the sake of Retief, I'm not going to go into what happened on that final round for him. But he had a great chance to win on Sunday. Didn't get it done, but he'll be back there again this year contending. And what do you think the winning score is going to be? Ooh, I will say the winning score is going to be 12 under par. All right, 12 under Charles Schwartzel and Retief Goosen. Uh, I got to stick after that debate with Crashy. I think I got to take Rory to win this week. I think he's going to shove it right in Brandel's face uh, and pull home the victory. And I think I'm going to take my underdog as Tony Finau. Uh, I think he's going to break through and get a win this week. Uh, if Rory doesn't get it done, but look for those two guys battling it out uh, down down the stretch. I could see uh, if Rory wins, you know, uh, circa 09 PGA with Y Yang throwing the bag above his head. I could see Rory throwing it on his back and ripping out a couple squats quick. I would enjoy that more than you know. I would. I would also like to see that. 
All right, my winning score, I am going to go with last year, the 7-under got into a playoff, and that was tough conditions on the last day. And, I mean, you can see today Camilo Vajegas is already 9-under par, uh, so it's probably going to be a little lower this year, but they always make the weekend play tougher. Uh, I'm going to take 10-under as a winning score. I think Camilo is going to regress a little bit tomorrow. I like that. So that's what we got for this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, special shout out to David Brown for that speed golf video you sent us. We'll post that link uh, with our podcast this week. Uh, really cool event in New Zealand. Also, big thanks to Good Music Label for sponsoring this week's podcast. Again, don't forget to download Title and listen to Kanye's new album. And as always, email us at aroundthegreenspod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. What's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no mamas. I think the whole world's addicted to the drama. Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma. Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism. But we still got terrorists here living in the USA. The big CIA, the Bloods and the Crips and the KKK. But if you only have love for your own race, then you only leave space to discriminate. And to discriminate only generates hate. And when you hate, then you're bound to get irate. Yeah, madness is what you demonstrate. And that's exactly how anger works and operates. Man, you gotta have love just to set it straight. Take control of your mind and meditate. Let your soul gravitate to the love, y'all, y'all. What you preach and what you turn the other cheek. Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? It just ain't the same. Always you change. New days are strange. Is the world insane? If love and peace are so strong, why are the pieces of love that don't belong? Nations dropping bombs, chemical gases filling lungs of little ones with ongoing suffering as the youth are young. So ask yourself, is the loving really gone so I can ask myself, really what is going wrong in this world that we living in? People keep on giving in, making wrong decisions, only visions of them dividends. Not respecting each other, denying thy brother. A war is going on, but the reason's undercover. The truth is kept secret, it's swept under the rug. If you never know truth, then you never know.
feel the weight of the world on my shoulder. As I'm getting older, your people get colder. Most of us only care about money making. Selfishness got us following the wrong direction. Wrong information always shown by the media. Negative images is the main criteria. Infecting the young minds faster than bacteria. Kids wanna act like what they see in the cinema. Yeah. Whatever happened to the values of humanity? Whatever happened to the fairness and equality? Instead of spreading love, we're spreading animosity. Lack of understanding leading us away from unity. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling under. That's the reason why sometimes I'm feeling down. It's no wonder why sometimes I'm feeling under. Gotta keep my faith alive till love is found. Now ask yourself. Yeah. 